Welcome to the show, and I have an amazing guest who I follow and look up to, somebody who, I'll tell you this, I'm out here in Tennessee, and the pastors, they send me an email, do you know this pastor? I said, yes, of course I do, I'm from California, but I want to introduce him, he's the senior pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Pastor Jack Hibbs, welcome to the program, sir. Todd, I'm honored that you'd have me on, I can't, can't wait for this show, actually, it's great. Well, we are so happy to have you on, Pastor, and I will tell you, it's so timely and so important because there couldn't be a more critical juncture that we're at in our nation right now. And we were just talking offline of some of our experiences going around the country, and you are in the heat of the battle. You're out in California, and uh, for those that are not in California, I wanted to start with this because I think it's very important that we explain what's been going on with the churches. I know some people might see it on Tucker Carlson or a short news you know, report on it, but they're not in it like you are. You are spearheading and leading a movement out there. Let us know what's going on now, what's been going on out in California with the churches. Well, that is an, a, an amazing question because it's so vast. But in, in the short answer, Todd, is the fact that um, – the church, the condition of the church in California, I have to tell you, I believe is going through a profound God-ordained evolution. And what I mean by that is, uh, for the church in California that has been taking the stand, and we've been blessed by the Lord to stand, time has caught up to us. Yes. Todd. It's amazing. The battles have been raging for a long time, and we've been fighting those battles, but we were very much alone, as you well know, Todd. Right. And now, all of a sudden, where we've been standing happens to be the place where time has has caught up to, meaning the socialistic Marxist thinking that has been entrenched and, and spawned out of the California university system yeah. for decades now is in power. Wow. They are the governor. They are the secretary of state. They are the attorney general of the state. They are the schoolmasters of the state. Now, this is why your listeners need to understand and your viewers need to understand this. What happens in California, we know historically, does not stay in California. California is the exporter to the rest of these 49 states. Yes. And it's doing it. It's been doing it, but now it's on steroids, Todd, because California is cranking out this socialistic, uh, really disable the church, silence the church, and it's the last bastion. The church is the last pillar. Right of liberty and freedom standing in California. If it goes down, and Newsom's doing everything he can to bring it down. Right. If it goes down, Todd, then no state in this union is protected because other governments are going to adopt what's happening here. That's right. And you said something very important, Pastor. You said California is really, I call it the beta test, really, for the country. Really? We, we look at the Equality Act. You know, Biden is saying this is something on the top of his agenda nationally. Uh, you know, this is something that encroaches on religious liberties, on, you know, our core beliefs and what, how we're able to practice our freedom of religion, our First Amendment rights. And we're seeing all this play out. Now, some people think this is just because of the coronavirus. Do you feel that, Pastor Jack, or is there more to this? Absolutely not. Listen, you guys, please listen. Here, here's a pastor shouting to you from Southern California. These battles, you, Todd, you hit the nail right on the head. California, we've been battling, the, for example, we call it the bathroom bill. We, we've been in court for three years on the bathroom bill because this is the bill that would, uh, if, if, if they have their way, co-ed showers, co-ed bathrooms from, from five-year-olds up to university started in California. Uh, 
to make it illegal for a LBGTQ individual to seek spiritual counseling mm. from a pastor. Nope, not going to allow that. Uh, in California, gender, gender fluidity. You can be any gender you want, any time of the day. You can be multiple genders during the day. Where did that come from? California. That's right. And, and you look at, listen, it goes from California to Oregon to Washington, and then it moves from the East Coast, New York, Jersey way, back toward the center. The yeah. last area to fall is what we would call the Bible Belt or, or the conservative spine of America. And if you're sensing any of these things, for example, if you're waking up in, for example, in Tennessee, yeah. uh, if you're waking up to these bizarre conversations, guess what? We've been battling this for five, six, seven, ten years, it's, and it has seeped into your culture now. And I've got a, I believe I have a, an answer, Todd. Yeah. The reason why it's made it to you guys is because we have failed in California. Mm. There's not enough of us fighting. I mean, we've been fighting hook, line, and sinker. We've got three pending lawsuits against the governor. We've got a total of five lawsuits regarding uh, our, our religious freedoms that are coming out of this church alone over the years. But we can't do it alone. Uh, listen, we, we're like David, but we need God. <laughs> Yes. Okay, we need other churches. And you might be saying, well, look, we're in Nashville. It's so Bible. It's so Bible. Let me tell you something. Southern California, California, its spiritual heritage, nobody knows about, but it's epic. That's right. When we were having the revolutionary period of our colonies coming together as one united 13 colonies to be 13 states. Yes. To, to form the United States. Little do people know that from, six, from, from 1768 to 1777, the Catholic missionary, Father Sarah, was planting 21 missionary stations in California. No other state has got 21 missions yes. that were planted to preach the gospel and to bring light to the native Indians of California. We've got, we've got the history taught of revivals. That's we've right. got the history of the Jesus movement. We've got the history of the technological movement aviation, gold, the discovery of gold. Yes. California is epic. Tragically, we are also the great exporters of worldwide pornography. Mm. Yeah. Drug. The hippie movement came out of California. Free sex, free drugs, rock and roll. California. Wow. Listen, California is either really good when it's good or it's really bad when it's bad. And That's so what we're doing, we're fighting for California's heritage. Absolutely. And the Calvary Chapel movement, didn't that come out of California as well? I mean, uh, you absolutely. Know, the Azusa God Street Revival, the, the birth of the Pentecostal church came out of Los Angeles, Calvary Chapel, the Jesus movement. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes, and, and, and we're seeing some positive things. Now, I wanted to cover this before we get into the positive things, but yep. you mentioned Father Junipero Serra. Just recently, I saw there were uh, mobs of, yep. of leftist socialists that were tearing down these very statues and vandalizing these churches. Is that true? 100% true. And in fact, a state senator who goes to our church was in the state capitol here in California with his video running on his phone as the governor ordered the removal of Father Sarah statue from the California state capitol. Now, let's remember, that's in Sacramento. The word Sacramento means sacred to God. Mm, yeah. and, and our politics has, is listen, Todd, they're trying to wash away, expunge from our culture any memory 
of our heritage. Sure. They're rewriting history. Yes. And it's, it's on steroids in California. And listen, Tennessee is not exempt. No. It's coming. No, all, all these other states in our country, whether it be Florida, Texas, it's the same playbook that they're using. Guys like Howard Zinn and, uh, you know, really rewriting the history, making America look like this imperialistic country that's, you know, just, done right. I'm not saying that we're flawless in our history, but America is still, I mean, I've been all around the world. I know you have as well. Why do people want to come here? They want to come here because of the opportunity and the freedoms and those very freedoms are under attack. And with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and what they're trying to accomplish, the hostility towards Christianity is, 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 is so dangerous. Can you kind of lay that out to the pastors that say, I don't want to get involved in politics? I, I'm going to tell you right now, straight up, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to say this to scare you. You can, you can research it yourself. There was a bill that recently passed in Congress. It's heading to the Senate, or it's at the Senate now. Currently, because it's a Republican conservative Senate, they're not going to hear it. They're, they're, not, they're not going to vote on it. That bill... Excuse me, that bill is designed to, of course, it comes to you wrapped in what's called the Equality Act. Yes. Sounds really good. Yeah, they always do, right? Absolutely. <laughs> they always, they always Freedom Act. And, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, Pastor, I want to tell you right now, I'm, I'm working to, to have, this, have this fought. This bill, much of it has, has uh, had the authorship or the input from Nancy Pelosi. It is a systematic removal, listen, of Christian Bible doctrine mm. from our culture because it's viewed as hate speech now. That's right. That if there's anything, by the way, Christian radio, I just had a, I just had a conversation with the owners of Salem Broadcasting. That's wow. the nation's largest. Yeah. Why did I have that conversation? Because if this bill, if, if the the Senate goes Democrat. They're going to put this thing through. And because of this bill of compassion, Christian radio will be uh, deemed as hate. Wow. Uh, preaching, the publicizing of preaching going out. You don't think Twitter's going to jump on that in a second? Facebook's going to censor that in a moment? Absolutely. So, Pastor, you might say, well, we don't get involved in politics. I have one word for you. As, as to what, it, what that looks like, California. Mm, yes. Listen, you must get involved in politics because politics, this word politics simply means uh, the order of things or uh, to organize things. That's what politic is. For example, as Christians, our politic, our citizenship is in heaven. It means that we're ordered from and by heaven. The politics of this world God never told us to stay out of it. God right. told us to influence. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men. Yes. That word men is unbelieving men in every area of life. And That's so right. we have really suffered, Todd, severely by the Christian putting his head in the hole in the ground yeah. by saying, we don't get involved in that stuff. And the void created by that apathy has been filled by the Marxist. That's what's going on. We've got to get involved if we're going to save the republic that God gave us to steward over as keepers of the greatest experiment in freedom yes. the world has ever known, bar none. That's right. Now, I'm going to give you another hard question because you're answering these so good as you always do, Pastor Jack. Some people come to me and they say, I just don't like Donald Trump. I don't like his tweets. I, you know, he seems angry. He seems this way or that. You know, what do you say to that type of person? Yeah, number one, he seems angry. 
Um, first of all, I'm convinced I've been with President Trump. I've spoken to President Trump. I got to tell you right now, I don't know any pastor, including myself, that could put up with the grief that is levied against that man since the day he started his campaign. Number two, uh, his family, you want you look at you want to know a man look at his family that's right his, his wife and his family love him yes listen donald trump you want to talk about character uh donald trump was a shifty character when it came to his, to his sexual exploits listen to this but no one has spoken disparagingly about his business tactics the guy is an international business wizard. You can't be a shyster yeah. and, and run an international business in, in anywhere in the world. Nobody will talk to you. Here's the deal. People point at his morality, but they've got to point back at Donald Trump's uh, uh, past. And then, Todd, I hope nobody points back at your past or my that's, past. That's right. Isn't it funny? We, we really want to have our president all of a sudden have this messiahship uh, standard. Yeah. And I've, I've made this conclusion. I may be wrong. But Todd, I've, I've talked to people a lot who really, I don't know where their faith is in God, if at all, but they want the Savior to sit in the White House. Yeah, That's like going to happen. They want a pastor-in-chief instead of a commander-in-chief. <laughs> well said. They want a pastor-in-chief. I'm going to remember that, Todd. That's good. Yeah, it's Listen just my not... friends. <laughs> Donald okay, Trump... But... <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I, I was just in D.C. I think you might have been out there too recently. I, you know, I was in D.C. and uh, we were at this event called The Return. And then we had the march with Franklin Graham. And to see, this is the good news. There was thousands, thousands upon thousands of Christians. And they were repenting and they were weeping and they were praying. And I recently saw you guys were doing baptisms on the beach. And, a thousand. Uh, a thousand yeah. and four people on a Saturday in an hour and, a half, and four and a half hours. That, that's amazing, and it's unprecedented. We haven't seen a move of God like this right. in a long time. So I believe the Lord is using this season yeah. to awaken, I'm hoping, to awakening the church and the yeah. remnant body of Christ. And understand, look how far we got off path, but can we change course now? Can we repent? Can we yeah. turn back that's to our first love? What would you say about that, Pastor Jack? That's the absolute key. In fact, uh, not, not only, you know, it gives me great pleasure, Todd, to say this, but since the COVID closure of churches, uh, we closed down when Trump asked for those first 15 days, then the, another 15 days, 30 days. We quickly turned to our governor, <coughs> excuse me, when jurisdiction was given to him, <clears throat> and we asked, when, when are we going to open? What's the deal? What's the deal? He refused to, he right. refused to answer us. I fasted. I was praying. And on April 26th, God gave me May 31st. We opened up our doors. Todd? I remember that. We don't have enough room anymore. How do you baptize a thousand and four people that accept Christ since May 31st? People have flocked to this church. We have on the average uh, 10 to 12,000 adults every Sunday, two and a half thousand people every Wednesday night. That's not including children. And we need a bigger boat. We need a yeah. bigger net. Why? What's going on? God's doing something in the midst of all this. You know, Charles Dickens said, uh, in his book, The Tale of Two Cities, it was the worst of times and it was the best of times. That's right. Look, as a Californian trying to go to eat, it's the worst of times. Yeah. To be a pastor as a church, I've been pastoring 30 years. Yeah. We've never seen, this is the best of times. Right. And so I just want to encourage people, going back to something you said a moment ago, which is vital. I have contended, and I'll talk to anybody about this, I think I've heard it all, that 
Donald Trump, you want to talk about character? And look, I don't know where he is with Jesus. I know he believes in God, but I don't know where he is with Jesus personally. Right. right. That could be true about Cyrus, Darius, Nebuchadnezzar. Listen, people want to talk about morality. Now, let's remember now. I remember a president who was having sex in the Oval Office. Mm. Have people forgotten about that? Mm. His name is Bill Clinton. Nobody brings that up anymore. That's right. Keep this in mind. Did Donald Trump campaign on a pro-life argument? Yes. Yes. What has he done? He has now officially become the most pro-life president that we know of in American history. That's right. How do we know that? More than George Washington? Well, we don't know, except this. Trump has passed more policy than George Washington did to defend the unborn child. What about aiding and strengthening our military? Our military love him. What about border control? I took 25 pastors. I called up the DHS and I said, can I take 25 pastors and tour the southern border so we know what we're talking about? Yes. And they said, oh, my gosh, are you kidding? Thanks for the the request. Yes. (laughs) They took us on four-wheel drive along the California border. Yeah. And we got to talk to agents and we got to talk to people, uh, uh, Mexican representatives, and they are loving the wall because it has reduced human trafficking. It has reduced drug cartel operations. It has reduced so much crime. Who's talking about this? Donald Trump said he would build it and two thirds of it's built. Todd, I could go down the list of things that Trump said he would do, including moving, which by the way, listen up everybody. The Senate approved in 1995 that the president was required by law to relocate the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Required by law. Yes. No president did it except one. Donald J. Trump uh, campaigned on it, and he kept the law, and he did it. There's not one thing that a Christian can say to me that would hold scrutiny as to why they will not vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. There's just no way. You, right. you, you, don't, you don't have it. It may be emotional, but it's not factual. Well, and if you think about it, you know, I always think about the Bible says the word of God is now returned back void. And I have never seen a, a president having people laying hands on him and praying for him. And, and he's heard so much scripture and prayer. It's just impossible that it's going to return. He's got Vice President Pence in his ear. He's got, you know, so many believers around him constantly. Uh, Pastor you. Paula, yourself. I mean, just so many. And so, um, you know, I, I remember Pastor Jensen Franklin said at the uh, event in Vegas recently, but he said, speak now or forever hold your peace. That's right. And, and that really made me think, you know, and every Christian needs to think about that. We are making a pivotal decision. First of all, we have to go vote. And second of all, it's never been more clear from a religious liberty standpoint, from a freedom standpoint, a constitutional standpoint. Mm-hmm. All of the things that you just talked about, Pastor Jack, as we get ready to close, I want to be uh, very careful of your time here. But on May 31st, you you talked about how you opened the church. And then now October 25th, there's something important that's going to happen. Tell us about that and what you're doing on October 25th. Right. Last Sunday, last Sunday, we uh, had a a national broadcast. Uh, It was entitled, uh, It's Time. It's time to uh, pray, vote, and stand. And at the end of that great event, it was a 90-minute event with, with, I think, something like 18 speakers, including Pastor John MacArthur, Eric Metaxas. Uh, my goodness, I'm drawing a blank. On and on it went. Uh, at the end of that, we, we gave a national plea asking on, this is cool, October 25th, so 1025, to obey Hebrews 1025 mm-hmm. and calling 
all churches in America to do what we did here in California. On May 31st, 1,200 churches opened up with us on May 31st. We're asking for tens of thousands of churches to open up in the United States on October 25th. All doors open, and we have a site where people can go, realimpact.us, where the pastors, the board, the, 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 the staff of your church can look at safe ways to open, how to do it. Look, we did it in California. Okay, we've got thousands of people coming. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll show you how to do it. We'll help you do it. But most of all, we'll encourage you from Scripture as to why we never should have closed the doors in the first place. Jesus said, I've set before you an open door which no man can shut. Remember that? Yes. And also this, Hebrews 10.25 says, Do not forsake the assembling together as some have done, but all the more as you see the day approaching. That's right. That's right. Pastor Jack, thank you for what you're doing. You're the tip of the spear. And by the way, Pastor Jack has the coolest shirts. I told him that earlier. He's got me inspired on that. But amongst, I mean, you're just out there really speaking truth. It's no mistake uh, that God is using you, Pastor. We honor you. We appreciate you. And you're always welcome on the show. God, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. one more time what if God in his grace and in his mercy gave one more call to the pulpits of America what if God were to say open up your church all of you my children all of you my family all of you my pulpits open up the church on thus and thus day in America what would happen I tell you what will happen I tell you what will happen God's men will arise they may be trembling they may have a dry mouth before battle. Their arm may be shaking, but they will be constrained by the power of God to get up and to obey God rather than man. They will get up to preach life. They will get up to preach salvation. They will get up to preach light in this hour of darkness. Those who do not open up, it may be well that they never open up. But that window of opportunity is closing to the American pulpit. Can we not see this is the hour of great testing and all that we've invested in in knowing the Bible has now come to the time of testing. We're being graded now. This is the test and we're failing. We have talked about revival. Revival will not come unless there's repentance and we turn our hearts to righteousness. America's pulpits are silent today, this afternoon, because pastors have lost their voice. Never again. Tens of thousands of American pastors will never again be able to preach a sermon on faith. No one will listen to them. Never again will a pastor get up and do a series on being courageous. No one will listen to them. Never again will a pastor get up and preach a message on trusting God. No one will listen to them anymore. Because they have nothing to say. Because they didn't live what they preached. We need to be convicted. We need to repent. And we need to under our watch, do everything we can to have California come back to its historic roots where God was preached up and down the state of California in mission stations, in revivals, from Azusa Street to the Jesus movement. It can happen again, but this time we need to make sure our culture is resurrected with us. Hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconato, and this broadcast is brought to you by Remnant Ministries, and we are fully self-funded. We have been attacked on social media and literally cannot even do any advertisement or get 
any monetary compensation for anything that we do online. So the only way that we're able to do these broadcasts is by your support. I need your help, guys. We really feel called of God to get this information out, but we can't do it without your listener support. You are crucial. You're a critical part of what God is doing in this ministry. If you are able, please go to www.toddcoconato.com slash give. That's T-O-D-D-C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And please help us in this fight that we're in. Thank you so much and may God bless you.